The Northern Iowa and Drake volleyball teams will play for the MVC tournament title today. The Panthers beat the Bulldogs twice during the regular season. Turning to the NFL, the Chiefs continue preparations for Sunday's road game against the Raiders. Kansas City has won its last five meetings with Las Vegas, dating back to 2020. The Chargers are reportedly placing defensive end Joey Boza on injured reserve this morning, but he has a chance to return this season. I'm Joel Stern. From the Jethro's Barbecue Studio, with amazing slow-smoked wings and world-famous baby back ribs, this is Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Hi, Miller Condon. Welcome back. It's hour number two, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon and Ken Miller. Our picks still to come for the week. Tom Cakert still to come on Iowa, Nebraska. Uh, that coming up here at the bottom of the hour right now. You know the music is Bama Bob. We will take a look at some of these rivalry games, some of the bigger games on the slate. And Bama joins us. Bama, Trent, and Ken, thank you, as always, for doing this. How are you? I'm doing great, Ken. How are you? Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Absolutely. And right back at you to you and yours. So is the family coming to your place? Are you going to see the grandkids? What are you doing? We are all congregating. I'm on my way down to Pensacola as we speak. We're all kind of congregating down there in a in a house that uh, her dad, Cindy's dad, has rented for us, and so we're gonna stuff ourselves and watch football. All watch football. Yeah, I have this picture of you, Ken, going down to your basement about uh, noon tomorrow and not leaving until about midnight Sunday. Well, I got to come up and get the grub, but uh, yeah, yeah, well, I, that's I, true. I can't yeah. wait. I love this weekend. DoorDash don't deliver to, directly to the basement. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> let's get in. Let's get into the some of the games. Uh, Bam, as we always do, we have you opine on both Iowa and Iowa State. Iowa State, a ten point dog, roughly on the road. Man had to take on K State, and of course, Iowa over in Lincoln. The totals. Where are we at, Trent? Twenty six. There's some 25s out there. There's some 25s out there. Um, it's Nebraska and it's Iowa, and it's probably going to be low scoring. Your thoughts on either of these two, Bama? Well, the, the Nebraska-Iowa game, I, I guess it opened at 27 and a half. And they, can they just not set it low enough for anybody to take the under? I mean, it, it's it's comical. Um, look, I love this game. It's outdoors. It's always cold. Uh, I like it being at the end of the year. If, if you can't play Iowa-Iowa State at the end of the year, uh, you know, let's play this one. And, mm-hmm. and so I'm all for it. Uh, I don't think it's going to be, you know, particularly entertaining, but it'll be a watch, I think, for sure, for a lot of people, uh, especially, obviously, in your state, and I'll be on it as well. Uh, I mean, at some point you have to take the over, don't you? I mean, don't you just have to? I've no. been saying no, that you the don't. last couple of weeks, and I've been wrong, Bama. At 25 and a half? 9-6. Yeah, I could see it. 7-3. Two really good defenses. Both mm-hmm. teams pack defenses. Yeah, I guess. I mean, like I said, I wish it was a, be a bit more entertaining, but you know, we'll we'll just we just get what we get. Iowa State, Kansas, I really like this. Our K State, I really like this game. Um, I think it might be the best game in the Big Twelve yeah. uh, this week. Um, I think Texas, Texas Tech's most important uh, for obvious reasons, but I think this might be the best one in the conference. And here we are again. You know, Iowa State coming off the t- you know the, they win at BYU, tough loss at Texas, played tough, no shame. Um, and here they go on the road again. Can they can they conjure up one more uh, performance this year? And what's been a I think a good year, even though they're sitting at six and five, they are bowl eligible. They're going to go somewhere. Yep. Um, Kansas State. Look, <laughs> every year, right? 
we get to week 12 and we talk about Kansas State and here they are in the top 20 and nobody's and I think they still have a shot at the Big 12 mm-hmm. uh, to get into the title game so important game um, I like this one it's you know not going to get a lot of attention but I, I like it you probably got to go with Kansas State being at home but I, Iowa State's been scrappy all year and I think they other than the Ohio game which is the outlier I think they've they performed about like we mm-hmm. thought. Maybe even, maybe even a little. I over- think they've overachieved because, in my eyes. They have, yeah. I, I do too, because some of the losses are they were really competitive against really good teams, and and then they've beaten some teams. I just go back to the BYU game a couple weeks ago. That was just to me that shows you that Campbell's got this team and they're they're playing hard. So I like that game. Probably favor K State. Uh, on you know being at home, but it's a good game. I, mean, I think the best one in the Big Twelve this week. All right, let's get into some of the other games on the slate. Trent Condon, you ready to go? I put Air Force and Boise State on for one reason. Yeah, tell Th- me. They're going to play for the AAC championship. Whoever wins this game gets UNLV. Really? Yes. Three straight losses for Air Force. Yep. They lose their quarterback and they, they have, have not no been chance. Good. It's been awful. Although they had the, UNLV had to uh, like some uh, come back. They did. They were way down in the game. Boise has fired their coach here, uh-huh. and one of these two teams will be playing UNLV yeah. in the Mountain West. Throw your hands up. Without their quarterback, Air Force, you just, they've struggled. Yep. And I think that's kind of the part of this one. Boise State, you know, what's the future of them mm. going forward in, mm-hmm. in a new look, Mountain West? And are we going to get something with Washington State and Oregon State where you know, those become the heavy heads in a new Pac 12 Mountain West kind of merger? Something to see there. But Boise, they had a run for two decades yeah. of elite-level football. Not the case anymore. You know, and I think, and I don't want you to, to check now, when, when we go back in a couple of weeks and look at our picks, I think this was my group of five to emerge. I think that's who I picked. I'm not sure. I don't want to know. But you're checking. <laughs> Bama Air Force, Air Force, Boise State. Uh, 30 seconds on this game, if you can go that long on it. Yeah, Air Force, you mentioned the quarterback. And when you run that offense, that's the one guy you can't lose because the backup's never going to be as good as, as the starters. Starters for a reason there. Um, I mean, you, you mentioned Boise. You're right. I mean, I, what has it been, 15 years, probably longer, since that, that Fiesta Bowl win over Oklahoma oh, where they kind of really just yep. burst onto the scene yep. and the, the, the running back proposes to the cheerleader's <laughs> yep. girlfriend. Yep. And, you know, they had a – you're right. They had a couple of good years, but they've just really been average at best. And uh, that's just, it's one of those mid majors that just couldn't, or group of five, whatever you want to call them, that just, you know, they had a good run, but they could, just couldn't sustain it. And really hard to pick the game. And I think whoever wins is going to lose to UNLV in the title game. I'm with you. Oregon State and Oregon tomorrow night, Trent. Oregon State is going to shorten this game, mm-hmm. they're going to run the football. They are going to hang around. Do you think they will? And this is going to be a game come fourth quarter. Now, we know how Oregon can pull away. Uh It it could be 31-24 and they win 45-24. Oh, that was a blowout. I think we're going to get at least a competitive game. Something that will keep your eyes going until late in the night. And about two touchdowns, correct? Somewhere in that neighborhood, about 13 and a half. Bama, your thoughts? Yeah, this is an interesting game for me because Oregon State – Really played Washington tough last week uh, in the in the rain yeah. in Corvallis. I don't know what the weather's going to be like uh, in Eugene, but uh, they can't get behind. They can't let Oregon get out to a you know twenty one nothing, twenty one three lead. Just you know, quick first quarter lead. They have to hang around. They're going to have to do it exactly like Trent described. 
run the ball, control the clock, play defense, keep Bo Nix and that offense off the field because they've been prolific. They've been as prolific as anybody. That said, Oregon's played one ranked team this year, and they lost, uh, and that was at Washington. They don't have a win over a ranked team, if you look at it, and that's the big story down here in Alabama is why is Oregon ranked ahead of Alabama? They both played one top five, you know, or Washington's four, Texas is seven, you know, they, their one loss is to a really good team, but Alabama's beaten some ranked teams and Oregon hasn't. Mm-hmm. So, but you know, it is what it is. You can see the committee. You know what they're doing. They're lining up. You know, they've got Texas at Alabama and Washington and Oregon are right there uh, for whoever wins their conference championship game. Just no secret. They're manipulating it and say what they want. Uh, I. It's hard for me to pick against Oregon, but this this might be other than the game in Seattle, the best team they've played all year. But you're right, Oregon State. They've got to run it. They have to control the clock. They might need to get a turnover, too, which Bo Nix has been great protecting the football. I like Oregon to win the game, I think, um, but I like Oregon State to keep it snug, as they say. And I don't think this game – I don't think it gets out of hand. Uh, If it does, it might be late. And if it gets out of hand early, Oregon State can't catch up. But um, Oregon's got a very physical defense. And we're gonna, they're going to be they're going to be tested tomorrow, probably at the line of scrimmage, like they haven't been tested all year against against uh, even Washington. I think this is going to be a more physical game than the Huskies. Washington game. State, it's just, yeah, it's just going to be fun. Washington State, Trent started very well, has not finished worth a darn. Washington, on the other hand, uh, finds himself this morning, anyways, uh, ranked in the college football playoff. Cam Ward was off to a blazing start, has come back to earth though, finally getting a win last weekend. With something to play with here, can they hang around a Washington team that themselves has not played some great football here really over the last month and a half? Again, we're talking about something this one north of two touchdowns, 16 and a half with Wazoo. I don't know what happened to this team two months ago where they went, they beat Oregon State. They beat Oregon. They hung on. Yeah. This is a team playing good football, and it has completely fallen apart here. Do they have a dead cat bounce and can at least give Washington a game? Yeah, beat Oregon State and and Wisconsin, I think, in. Consecutive weeks, if I've memory serves. Uh, Bama, your thoughts? Yeah, it's kind of a forgotten team in the Big Twelve. I mean, sorry, in the Pac twelve. Other than other than Colorado, who started out great and is mm-hmm. just you know flamed out. But uh, we thought, man, look, here's another really good team, and you knew at some point they were just going to chew each other. And I guess Washington State's the one that kind of got chewed up and spit out amongst all these good teams. Arizona survived um, and, and had a really really good year. Oregon State, we talked about. So other than the top two, but you know. Washington really hasn't, since the Oregon, they were blowing people out early. I don't think they've got a 10-point win uh, since before the Oregon games. They've, everything is close. Can Washington keep this close? Washington State keep it close? I don't know. At some point, you think Penix and company have just really got to turn it loose, but maybe this is what the, you know, they are what they say, <laughs> what your record says you are, you, you know, whatever the expression is, and the, the thing that I like, here's what I like best about this series, guys, is they have they announced this week. Yeah, I love it. They're going to play five more years. They're going to play next year in the Seahawks Stadium, and then they're going to alternate the next four on campus. And are you listening, Oklahoma and Oklahoma State? Mm-hmm. You can do it if you want to. Get the pride out of the way. Play the football game at the end of the year. Uh, to, so to me, that's the best news in this series. And I've always enjoyed this game, even, even with there wasn't as much as at stake as is here for Washington. I've, this has always been one of my you know, favorite holiday weekend games. I don't know why I can't explain it. Maybe it's the name, the Apple Cup, whatever. <laughs> you think of Apple Pie, but I just 
I like Washington in the game. Uh, I don't know that Washington State can really hang around. Um, but, again, they, the Huskies haven't been blowing people out like they were early in the year. So it, it might stay a little snug, but Washington just has so much to play for. It's the look-ahead factor, really. Are they going to be – do you look past this game for, to the to the Pac-12 when you, know, when you know your season is on the line next week? And although their season is probably on the line this week if they don't win this game. Very true. Let's go to the Bluegrass State, Trent Condon, where Kentucky's traveling to Louisville. You know, one thing I'm kind of realizing as we're going through, at this point in the season, we just know these teams so much and you're almost bored with them. At least for me, it's like, okay, yeah, Kentucky, if Ray Davis goes off, okay, they mm-hmm. have a chance. If not, they're going to get bludgeoned here. Louisville's just, a seven-point favorite, by the way. You, you just kind of get into these rhythms now of all these teams where you feel like, well, we know what they have to do to do it. Well, they do it. We'll kind of see on Saturday. And that's the same thing here. Can Kentucky win this game? Absolutely. I think Louisville's already in the ACC they championship, are. right? I mean, it's, But Louisville still thinks they have a path to the college football playoff yeah, if they wrong. get a little help. Yeah, it's just not going to happen. But So they're playing with that. Yep. I, again, I think we'll get a competitive game here, but I certainly don't have a lean either way on this. Chad's still looking at Kentucky one more time before they play Iowa in the bowl game. Yuck. <laughs> Please. I mean, well, they can't do that. out of the basement, Ken? Well, this will be the third year in a row we've yeah. seen this, so I'm just being facetious. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Uh, Kentucky and Louisville. Uh, Bama, your thoughts? Yeah, there's a lot of Florida State fans rooting for Louisville tomorrow because there's a lot on the line for the Knowles, and we'll talk about them, I think, in a minute. But they need Louisville to keep winning because they need that game. They need that ACC championship game to be top ten matchup. Uh-huh. Um, I, I think, listen, Louisville, we saw them against Notre Dame, what they did there, and that to me was kind of the eye-opener. I haven't watched them a lot this year, I'll be honest. Uh, Kentucky, <laughs> I, I just don't know. If they get behind again, they're just so – they're kind of – they're really inconsistent. You know, they play, they play good teams and they just get bludgeoned. And, you know, Georgia, Alabama, I don't think Louisville's in that category. But the game being in Louisville, like you said, they think they got a lot to play for. They think they have a path to the playoff. I don't. I think they're dreaming, but I think they win this game. I think it's comfortable. Uh, you never really know in rivalry games. That's the that's the beauty of them, especially these in-state inter-conference games, like we see uh, in between the ACC and the SEC at the end of the year, which I love. But I think Louisville wins. I think they win comfortably. I think they cover that touchdown. And then I think they go on to the ACC championship game, and, and then they'll get Florida State. Uh, note on time. we got about six minutes here, boys. Bama, Auburn, Trent, Iron Bowl. Yeah, same kind of thing. Can Auburn bounce back after a deplorable Oof. effort a week ago? I don't think so. I don't either. Can Alabama run away and hide? You would think so, but I don't. I, Bama, you're better on this one. What do you see? <laughs> well, I'll tell you this. Okay, Nick Saban, I think, has lost 22 SEC games in 17 years, which, if you think about it, is ridiculous. Okay, five of those have been to Auburn. He's 4-4 four and four at Jordan-Hare Stadium. This is the 10th anniversary of the kick six. Auburn's going to play that up. It's, it's, a, it's a great environment when it's, when it's electric and when it's jumping down there. It is the, one of the most underrated environments. That said, they're going to have to get a lot of help from Alabama that Alabama's going to have to come out slow, and that's why I was that's why I was pleased or you're impressed with the way they came out against Kentucky a couple weeks ago. That had letdown written all over it. This has look ahead to Georgia next week written all over it. 
Auburn is so bad. I think Hugh Freeze is going to try something. There's going to be a, an onside kick, a fake field goal, a fake punt. You know, he's going to put two quarterbacks in. That's the whole thing. You know, Robbie Ashford is the running guy. He, you know, those guys give Alabama fits. This is not Jaden Daniels. The reason they running quarterbacks give him fits is most of them can also throw, and and uh, Ashford can't. Peyton Thorne has just been awful. Yeah, I think Alabama runs. You're right. Very disappointing. He, you know, Graham Mertz. Did a good job at mm-hmm. you know, the Big Ten guy going to the SEC at Florida. Thorne just hasn't done it there. I think Alabama runs away and hides with this one. Uh, I think they get off to a fast start. Um, but you know, again, Saban four and four in Jordan Hare since he's been there. Mm-hmm. Auburn's had better teams than this one certainly, but I just can't see a team that got beat at home to you know by New Mexico by twenty one against New Mexico State giving Alabama a game here. But Stranger things have happened. Don't think it's going to be this weekend. Ohio State, Michigan, Trent. I am on the Buckeyes, and I've been that way since a week ago. I just, there's something about Ohio State, Jim Knowles, that defense, there is a physicality. And throughout the course of the season, we saw Ryan Day try to build that physicality. And maybe he was making things up and yelling at Lou Holtz and doing all the other pomp and circumstance that he had around it. But this is a team that is built differently. This is a team now built to compete with Michigan I think you saw it a week ago. This is a mentally tired Michigan team. I like the Buckeyes not just to cover this spread. I like the Buckeyes to go to Ann Arbor and get the win. I think they'll be able to do some damage through the air on that Michigan uh, secondary. We'll see. Bama, your thoughts? It's all about J.J. McCarthy for me. You know, he's he's just, he hasn't thrown it much in the last few games. And for whatever reason, they haven't, they don't think he can. They haven't asked him to. I don't know what the reason is, but. He's going to have to throw it tomorrow because they. I there's no way they're running the ball 40, 45 times against uh, Ohio State and, and coming out of there with the win because I think Ohio State. You're right. Uh, I think they're certainly the more tested team. I think they're the more complete team. I think they've got the best player on the field uh, and Marvin Harrison Jr. Um, the game in Ann Arbor again, crazy things happen. <laughs> it's hard for me to pick this game when logic tells you Ohio State's played the tougher schedule. They have the better team. They're more physical. They got better weapons on the outside, but something's going on with Michigan this year. If they can summon it up one more time uh, for Harbaugh, then you know they they'll get him back in the Big Ten championship game. I, I assume. I think the suspension yep. was only three games. You're right. So they got a lot to play for, obviously, with the playoff. Uh, crazy as it sounds, a loser. If, depending on whatever else happens, the loser might not be out of this game uh, of, of the of the playoff picture. Uh, they're going to need a lot of help and a lot of stuff to happen. But if you're going to make me pick, I'm going to say Ohio State just because they're the more tested team, they're the more physical team, and they have shown they can make big plays down the field, and Michigan hasn't. If J.J. McCarthy can do that tomorrow, then I like Michigan, but I haven't seen him do it yet. Uh, Florida uh, Florida State, Trent, uh, the game is at Florida. We'd be seeing Chubba Purdy, right, if he would have stayed yeah, down there. I wonder, you just wonder. That's fair. That's good. Instead, yeah. it'll be Tate yeah. Rodemaker, who they kind of got at the 11th hour, and he's been hanging around, being the backup, probably living a great life in Tallahassee as a backup <laughs> quarterback. Well, young man. It's your time. Now you need to go win two games and put us in the college football playoff. Florida, Maybe. desperate to get in, obviously. Yep. A bowl, a win would put them in a bowl eligibility. They played really well. Last week, and though clock management was not great down the stretch, they played well against Missouri. I think they play well here. I think another one where we're going to see a very competitive, good game down to the wire. You think it's a good game, Bama? Oh, man. 
you know, listen, the swamp when it's jumping again is is one of the, the best environments in college football. I'm I'm I don't know what the buzz is gonna be in the stadium. Okay. I know a lot of Gator fans, a lot of Gator alums, they really like Billy Napier and they want him to succeed, but here they are going into the last game of the year that they gotta beat, you know, Florida State who's in the playoff picture. Uh, to get bowl eligible, and the, and your biggest rival is fighting for the playoff. Um, with Mertz out, I don't know. There's the two backup quarterbacks here. Uh, I think Florida State's got more talent around them. Florida's defense has been awful all year. Now, again, the bottom maker, I can't remember his name, uh, he's not going to beat you from running. Okay, he's not, he's not that kind of quarterback. So maybe that helps him a little bit, but it, listen, Florida State, is they've been good all year. They're better on defense. I think they got better special teams. They get out ahead, but this is this is a monster game for Florida State because they're going to be challenged next week. And this and I say that because with what else is happening, they if this game is tight, even if they win, if if it if it if they struggle with the backup quarterback, I mean they're going to be on the they're going to be on the real bubble no matter what happens next week in the ACC. This is a monster game. They need to win. They need to win by 10, 12 points to show that they can compete with a backup quarterback. I think they can. I've just, Florida, there's no way I'm putting any money on Florida. I've just seen them all play a lot this year, and they're so wildly inconsistent from week one against Utah, that egg they laid to they find, they keep finding unique ways to lose games, and it's just going to be how they're going to do it tomorrow, So I think uh, or Saturday. I think uh, Florida State wins. I think they cover. Uh, is there a sneaky good game this week, Trent? Uh, rivalry? No, not really. I mean, I think we talked about the main ones, the pertinent mm-hmm. ones, the ones that get you most excited. There wasn't really anything that jumped off. I do want to see... Paul you- Bunyan's axe? Eh, boring. I want to see Colorado get blown off the field again by Utah. You do? <laughs> I mean, that thing could be 56 nothing. Yeah. Especially if Shadur Sanders doesn't play. Yeah, and he's very questionable. It's already over three uh, touchdowns, the uh, the number. Bama, you got a sneaky good game this week? I do. I'm going to go. I'm going to stay in the South. I think Clemson, South Carolina. Yeah, I was guys. looking I at that one, too. Th- yeah, that's just a nasty one. The fans genuinely dislike each other, and that oftentimes spills over to the field. Clemson got nothing to play for. They're getting better, though, I think. They're getting better. South Carolina playing for a ball game. Yeah. Uh, you know, Beamer, year two, year three, whatever it is. Um, they still got a chip on their – Clemson still has a chip on their shoulder because South Carolina was asked into the SEC, and they weren't. And, you know, then they had Spurrier for a few years, and then they come back and win a couple national championships. There's just a lot of nasty in this game. And, again, the fans really don't like each other. And that oftentimes spills over to the field. So I think this one's got a chance to be good, and I think it's got a chance to be pretty chippy uh, in Columbia on Saturday. Happy Thanksgiving, Bama Bob. Thanks for doing this. We'll recap Monday. Thank you, buddy. Always enjoy it, guys. Take care. Happy holidays to everybody up there. Thank you. Good to hear from you. Bama Bob, Trent and I going around college football. Tom Cakert on Iowa next. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. <laughs> Wondering if your roof is showing signs of damage or aging? Call the trusted team at Wolf Roofing, like I did, to have them assess your roof. They're a local company with 30 years of experience. After a thorough inspection, they'll provide you with an honest, free estimate, help you choose the best product for your home and budget, then get your project done in one day. Wolf Roofing knows your home is one of your greatest investments. Let them take care of it for you. Call 515-225-225. 8866 for a free estimate or go online for details.
Corey Condon, welcome back to Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Let's get right to Tom Cakert, HawkeyeReport.com. Part of the uh, On3 Media, he joins us. Tom Trenton, Ken, thank you for coming on. Uh, happy Thanksgiving, Tom, before anything, uh, to you and yours. Um, I want to start with, I'm not sure you've seen it, Kate McNamara's kind of cryptic tweet that came out of nowhere. I don't know what to make of it. Maybe you do. Um, stay tuned, something like that, with eyeball, that eyeball emoji. What What do we make of this, if anything? Tom, do you know? Um, I don't. But my guess, maybe um, 83, thinking about coming back. Mm. That would be Which, that would be worthy of such a, a tweet. Kind of, that's maybe my thinking is that maybe, just uh, maybe he's thinking about uh, coming back. So we'll see. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not saying that's what's going to happen, but mm-hmm. uh, that's that. That would. That's where my first thought went. Is Eric Hall's thinking. Yeah. Back. Because uh, as of like. I don't know, a couple of weeks ago, it just seemed like it was a long shot mm-hmm. that he was going to come back. But uh, I also, also, you wonder, just wonder, Tyler Barnes had an interesting tweet the other day, too. And I don't know if you guys saw it. I did not. It was uh, one more year to a, a response to a Cooper DeGene tweet. Jeez. Well, okay. Yeah. Huh. Are we... Maybe? Talking about a farewell tour for Kirk Ferentz? Is that where we're going? I don't know. That doesn't seem very Kirk-like. Would would that? Well, um, no, I'm I'm just talking. He was, that was to, like, trying to get Cooper to come back. Uh Aha, gotcha. You know what I mean? Run it back one more time. Cooper's Cooper's tweet. So that's why, that's where I'm wondering if maybe... They're trying to get Coop to come back for one more run. And maybe that's, and I know Kate and Cooper are pretty close, so maybe hmm. it's that. So uh, last week, after the win against Illinois, you had the emotions on the sideline. Uh, obviously, Brian and Kirk walking off together. That Kirk was with the grandkids. Yeah, impactful. Yeah. There was no doubt. And then you guys waited for a long time. And I'm riding back time. home. And you could tell Delfinetti were waiting a long time to hear from Kirk. <laughs> yeah, they had to stretch their content. They were, they? They were filibustering. <laughs> yeah. It was a we long more time. more Phil, yeah. Do we read anything it into that, least, Tom? It was, almost, it was almost 90 minutes. And Holy mackerel. I, yeah, it was a long time. It was, it was longer than uh, the time we had to wait for Fran McCaffrey Caffrey after they lost to Campbell. Which is one of the all-timers on a Friday night or Wednesday before Thanksgiving, I think it was, and we had to wait forever to get get Fran. But um, yeah, that was not good. But anyway, um, yeah, I I didn't read anything into it other than I think he was probably just savoring the moment a little bit Mm -hmm. and just kind of they were in there doing a lot of pictures and guys were just kind of. There were a lot of different people in there too, family and et cetera. So I know I, I did have a little moment watching Brian come off the field. Yeah. I was down there by the tunnel and he he normally just kind of sprints right up there and he stayed right at the edge of the tunnel. So he wasn't in view of everybody, but just greeting people and hugging people and he waited and Cooper and 
Cade McNamara and Eric All came through there. The 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 injured threesome, uh, you know, one of them on crutches, the other one in a knee brace, and and uh, and Kate's kind of just chugging along a little bit now and hugged all of them and was in tears. And Dallas Clark comes down and he's in tears with Dallas Clark, and it was it was a heavy emotional thing for for Brian for sure. Talk with Tom Caker at HawkeyeReport.com. Tom, well, we go to the game. It's going to be ugly and a punt fest. More points or punts in the game. We'll start right there. <laughs> More points or punts? Uh, um, you know, I was talking to Sean Callahan, who covers Nebraska, um, the other day, and they're just like in total envy of Iowa having Tory Taylor. He said if they had... If they had, Tor- he said, if they had Tory Taylor and um, and quarterbacks that could hold onto the ball, that they would probably be where Iowa is this year because there's mm-hmm. there not much difference. But they, it's some. Their stuff's remarkable. The they have had twenty. What was it? Twenty seven. Seven, I think. Yes, yes, yes. And, or twenty twenty eight now, and twenty three of them are quarterback mm-hmm. turnovers with either fumbles or interceptions. By their quarterbacks, it's incredible. I I, I couldn't believe it, and but it's it's true. Yeah. And they've just you know last week was was uh, you know I, I one of the things I told them to ask uh, uh, Purdy about was was uh, if the family's angry at Iowa because because Brock could never beat Iowa at Iowa State, <laughs> nice. and uh, now he's got his chance to do it. Just uh, thought it was a fun story that maybe they somebody will pounce on it in Nebraska. But anyway, yeah, it's just, I don't know. There might be a lot of punts. There might be a lot of punts. Sipple, we had him on earlier. He said the same thing, and uh, they both got good defenses. They're very, uh, I don't know, jealous, maybe not the right word, but very uh, cognizant of of, uh, Taylor's abilities. Um, So Deacon Hill's been much better, Tom, uh, as of late. I get it. The bar wasn't set real high, but uh, he's jumping over it. What do we attribute that to? I think just getting comfortable and getting more experience, uh, you know, and I'm not saying he's like all big 10, but he's, he's a competent quarterback. Now he's not a negative uh, for them, you know, turning the ball over and not completing passes. And that was just, that was a rough watch. Those first couple yeah, of weeks it was. With him just trying to manage things. And now he's been solid, you know, but I think what happens this, this Friday is, They've got, you know, I think it'll come down to which team makes turnovers and if you give give up a short field. And that's probably going to decide the game, to be honest, because mm-hmm. I don't expect a lot of points. Nope. Uh, I expect a defensive struggle. Iowa has always kind of traditionally not really, uh, doesn't really light up the three three five. You know, you look at Iowa State running that, and Iowa just never, I mean, they'll do okay, but they just, they don't tear it up. Uh, by any means, and they have a tough time running against it most of the time. So I think this is going to be which team makes a big mistake. And and it might be the punter thing, too, where field position flips because Iowa's got Tory Taylor and mm-hmm. Nebraska doesn't. Simple as that. Plenty is winning and very well could be the case this week. Huge week for Iowa men's basketball as well as they make their way to San Diego. They get Oklahoma, basically a coin flip game. Ken Palm has the Sooners favored by a point, and then either Seton Hall or USC. At minimum, Tom, this team's got to get a win this week, right? And, boy, two would go a long way if this is going to be a tournament team. Yeah, 0-2 would be a uh, step back, I think. 1-1 and would be kind of hold and serve, and 
two and zero would uh, would 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 put Trent Condon on the uh, on the the Fran McCaffrey bandwagon again. That's, that's right. I'm always on the bandwagon, Tom. You know that. Come on. <laughs> I know, I know. But that's this is a big week. I mean, Oklahoma, pretty good. Different roster. Porter Moser's a good coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, I talked to Fran about him today, and he said he and Porter are real good friends and. Uh, he's been impressed with them. Say they're playing faster, so maybe uh, we're looking at a pretty up and down game uh, tomorrow afternoon uh, out in San Diego. Who's got the TV of that one? Uh, FS1 for the first game, and then FS- Big Fox for the second. Big Fox for the second. Yeah. Good stuff. Uh, when are you heading to Lincoln, Tom? I am going to head to Omaha in the morning because I've got to get posted up there so I can. Watch and write about uh, Iowa and Oklahoma, and then uh, yeah, handle that, and and then write another game preview for the next day, and never ends, and get ready for uh, an early early uh, call at uh, at uh, in in Lincoln. So heading heading over there really early in the morning, and and get uh, posted up for that. So, and in Indianapolis a week from today, days. yeah, for sure, no doubt about yeah. it. Well, a week from Friday, rather. Uh, Tom, we will uh, talk to you next Friday. Thank you uh, for what uh, you always do for us. Happy Thanksgiving to yeah. you and yours, and we'll read all your stuff at Hawkeye Report, part of On3 Media. Okay. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody, and uh, and thanks for having me on. Thank you, Tom. Good to talk to you. Tom Kickert, HawkeyeReport.com, as we check in on the Hawks. We will give you our thoughts. I'm in the giving mood, Trent, I can tell you already. Oh, really? I'm going to give away 67 points. 67 crazy, points? crazy, isn't it? I, yeah. Um, I can't find a dog. There's not a dog that I like. Well, it's not a shock. Well, it has kind of been this year. I'd be kind of... You, know. you are 42 and 18 against the number this season. Mm-hmm. Ridiculous. 70%. Yep. Yep. I'm barely over 500. Yep. And I can't I can't find a dog. But it's, if it's the time of year uh, to give stuff away, right? Then yeah. I'm going to give 67 <laughs> points away in my pick. So. I will not be. No, I didn't think that was going to be the case. <laughs> Miller and Condon uh, on Des Moines Sports Station, 106. Point- Football Friday picks from Miller and Condon on KXNO. Brought to you by Circus Sports. Sports betting the way it should be with Circus Sports Iowa. All right, Miller and Condon, welcome back. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Our picks momentarily. Trent, you and I went into the breakup six uh-huh. on North Carolina. Since that point, they've outscored the Panthers 39-14 to and lead by 19. That is going to sting a little bit. Yeah. But, hey, you're not going to lose anything playing North Carolina. No, that's true. They're, rocked. they're ranked. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're 14. The, are they 14? Yeah. Yeah. Well, went out and challenged themselves. I like that. I and like for that. the third time they're playing in the battle for Atlantis, and they'll get what either Texas Tech or Villanova tomorrow. And like, there's worse places to be. <laughs> that is true. That Indeed. is true. And be good to see Iowa State get tested, and Iowa likewise. Yes. Uh, busy, busy weekend. Football and basketball colliding. Let's get to our picks. We were both three and two last week, which means the tee box is yours. I am 31-27-2 against the number this year, 8-4 and four with my best bets. But Ken Miller, a ridiculous 42-18 and 18 against the spread. Best bet 6-6. Six and six. That's okay, though, when you're hitting nearly 70% of your bets. Let's get into it and start on Black Friday. We go down to Austin, where the Longhorns are favored by 13 against Texas Tech. Last time for the Red Raiders, playing their rival. Mm-hmm. Texas skating by. I'm grabbing the points here. Give me the Red Raiders plus the 13 with pick number one. Pick number two, we go 
to the wrong side of the river, the Missouri River, that is, to Lincoln, Nebraska, where the Huskers are favored by two against the Iowa Hawkeyes. One team with a lot of motivation, the other with not a whole lot to play for here. I'm going to grab Nebraska. I'm going to lay the two. I was happy to get it in my back pocket, plus the two. I think it's going to be a slugfest. I think it's going to be 9-6-5-3. It's going to be hideous. <laughs> but it ultimately is going to go Nebraska's way. Give me Nebraska minus the two against the Hawkeyes. To the NFL we go. A week ago, I jumped right aboard with Buffalo after their fi- they fired their offensive coordinator and they cruised to a victory against the Jets. I'm going to do the same thing this week with the Pittsburgh Steelers as the Steelers are favored by one against Cincinnati. They're still trying to right the ship, figure things out, obviously after the injury to Joe Burrow. Give me the Steelers in a tight one. I'll lay the one with pick number three. Pick number four, Thanksgiving matchup. I'll grab the Packers and the points. Uh, that Lions pass defense, you could throw on this team a little bit. Did we see something from Love a week ago that is a sign of things to come? I'll bet on it. Give me the Packers plus the eight. And my best bet of the week, UNLV has wrapped up the Mountain West Championship game. San Jose State is coming in incredibly hot. Winners of five in a row. Give me the points in San Jose State here. Getting a field goal here. I'll take the Spartans, my best bet of the week. All right, Trent Condon, let's get after it. And I will start in the NFL, and I'm going to go against you right off the bat. It's the early game. Tomorrow, it's the Lions in Green Bay. The Lions, they got embarrassed in this year, or in this game, rather. Year after year after year. I think they're going to flex. I think they're going to show the country that this team is for real. I'll lay the seven and a half, take the Lions pick number one. I'll go from that game to the very next game. And I'm going to lay more points because, after all, it is the season. Is it not to give? And I'm going to give 12 points and take those Dallas Cowboys. Speaking of being able to do some damage through the air, I believe the Cowboys will throw on that commander's secondary all day long. To the college game. Uh, Friday night, it's Oregon. It's Oregon State. Oh, there's so much on the line for Oregon. They cannot trip up in this game, can they? They won't. I'll lay the 13 and a half. Quack, quack. Give me the Ducks over the Beavers. While we're at it, let's give a whole bunch of points uh, to Georgia Tech. 23 and a half. The number one team in the country is the Georgia Bulldogs, and they have looked like it over this last little while. Um, This is, air quote, a rivalry game. Georgia is not going to... Uh, take a week off in anticipation of the game against Alabama in Atlanta a week from Saturday. Lay the 23 and a half. My best bet of the week is Arizona. Give me the Cats minus 10 and a half over Arizona State. Arizona's needle is pointing up. Arizona State's, you can't say the same. There's 67 points coming somebody's way. We'll see. Are you staying home? What are you doing? Yeah, I had to, with my sickness, uh, change plans a little bit. So we'll see what my turkey skills are tomorrow. Nice. Uh, pressure's on. Uh, everybody <laughs> out there, enjoy your families. Enjoy whatever you're doing. Be safe about it. Enjoy all the sports. Murph and Andy next. The Drive with Heather and Sean, 3 to 6. Happy Thanksgiving.